The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Testing? So welcome back to Legit Bat. We have uh, Dave Zed in here for the fucking, I don't know how many times you've been on actually, but uh, I'm Joe, Jen's here, Ben and Lene are both here, yay. Oh, I don't have my button ready, hang on, gotta have my button, yeah, there it is. Uh, do we have any announcements or anything? Okay. Yeah, we're boring like that and I, I don't do my plugs because I suck at doing uh, sponsor plugs too. So we'll just skip that because I don't really care. But Dave, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, I saw you were just on Sam's show on Tinfoil Hat, and I got a lot more info out of that than the last couple shows you've done. And I know you can't really speak a lot to what you're doing, but give us a, a brief outline on uh, Salt, your new LLC, and what you're doing with that and getting pestered by the government. Because apparently you're getting really pestered and um, some of the shit you said on Sam's show was very creepy. So what, what's going on with all that stuff? Well, first off, thank you guys so much for having me. It's it's a pleasure to be here. And I want to thank you guys so much for being so patient. I know we've been uh, planning to do this for a few months at this point, and it's been solely because of me that I, we've had to reschedule. So thank you so much. Um, so that's, that's first off. Second off, basically... Um, what I had said on Sam's show, and we can cover a lot of that here if you like, is basically um, a lot of things that happened to me starting about a year, maybe a year and change ago. So this is all stuff that's been happening sort of behind the scenes as I've been doing the show, but I've now just been able to um, speak about it more, not because I've been sort of given a green light, but because I've positioned myself in a way where in a, in a plethora of areas where it's much more, I guess you could say, safer for me to discuss. And what that topic is, is essentially this time last year, and I'm not asking any you guys or your audience to believe me, just kindly asking to be open to this, basically with some very fundamental basic experimentation, um, tapped into various forms of what people would call anti-gravity or zero point energy or you know uh, exotic vacuum objects or whatever you like to call it some hardware uh, supplies some stuff ordered off of you know um uh, amazon ebay uh, some you know kitchen stuff you know very basic things like this and um long story short ended up i guess you could say cracking it so to speak uh, various forms of it whether it was with magnets and electricity whether it was with some of those elements comprised with a mixture of liquids things like that and in the process of doing all of this 
it probably didn't help that there was a military base about 40 minutes down the road from where I was doing this, the experimenting at the time, but basically set off a whole slew of alarms, if you will. Um, and understanding the science behind it now, it's much more um, easier, to, very easy actually to see and tell how this, um, I call it this little generator that I built set off such a sort of like an EMP ground wave type scenario. And so since then got um, hounded by fair amount of academics, but more so military intelligence individuals than ended up, I can now say confidently because although I'm not allowed to say their names, I can now come out and say that I've given various presentations to multiple departments of the DOD, uh, you know, whether it was digitally or in person or otherwise, this is all over the, you know, over the course of the past year, this is not, you know, happened within a month or whatever, um, have been writing some, some, you know, papers for certain departments there sort of started getting into that stuff. And then I realized that, you know, I, I have to sort of do something here with respects to, I have an opportunity to as unrealistic as it might, might sound, try and make a benevolent, um, change to the extent in which I can do, uh, within my corner of the world. So I didn't really want to work for anybody else, uh, found a way to sort of skirt the system with the help of some individuals in terms of being able to not be under NDA under any other individual, whereas it was more so myself. So, uh, it's a complex process, but basically NDA'd myself, for lack of a better description, which allows me to walk much closer to the line of certain things where others cannot. Like there have, I must applaud, for example, um, Kurt Chimungle's theory of everything. He's had a lot of academics who I am of the opinion, I just just my take, uh, have worked behind the scenes in laboratories in very highly classified settings, energies, technologies, you name it. And he's been able to bring some of them into the light and have them discuss up until a certain point. And um, I agree largely with a lot of the things said there, but in terms of, it's at the point now where what we would call quantum is just, it's indiscernible from science fiction really at this point. So, yes. yeah. So it's, you were talking about, uh, some of the other people that have seemed to crack what you call a set of ways to do this. Mm -hmm. And you were fucking around with like microwaves, like an actual microwave, not like microwaves, a microwave. So how far can you go into that? Cause I was curious what the fuck you were actually doing with a microwave and magnets and all that stuff. Can you tell me exactly how to put it together and give me a schematic well, so I can just <laughs> And really quick, Dave, I wanted to say I recently, not the one that you were on with uh, Sam, but had listened to a previous podcast uh, where, yeah, this has been like an ongoing thing now for 80 years that, and I like how you put a disclaimer on it beforehand for that very purpose is you mention anti-gravity in any kind of uh, public or professional space. And it's known as a career ender, quote unquote. And it has been for many people, um, very accomplished journalists that ended up getting uh, their hands on some information and tried to travel it down and the deeper that they traveled it down uh the more shit like what you were talking about in uh you know meeting with certain people in certain departments as we should say not only became more frequent but it became a lot more ominous uh and it became a lot more of a silence um agenda not necessarily because they didn't not because of the scoffing from the public, but because it was, uh, we don't want this to get out. Yeah, we fucking know, man. We know it's true. Stop telling it to the general public. We don't want them to know. Well, this is something, well, first off, let me just say um, that basically to try and address both of the questions, in order to, let's just put it this way, to make some something that would cause such an effect, what I mean by effect is 
accessing what we would call the zero point field, the zero, you know, the vacuum, anything like this, in other words, the underlying blueprint of our reality, not just propulsion, but many other things as well. Stuff that we would call our, that our ancestors have called, you know, magic, so to speak, what we now right. call in quantum physics as topology and discrete orbifolds and all this stuff. But basically, it's it's very um i'll be making a speech in january to some engineers and physicists with respects to some some components of this but it's it truly is and i don't mean to be overly vague here it's in plain sight with respects to it, you kind of look whether theoretically when doing equations or when you're just trying to build something you look and you go hold on it's that like that's the type of reaction that that you have in that scenario it a lot of people just sorry. in your face, like just in your face, simple. Well, I would say it's probably more simple and in your face to you because you're way smarter than I am. I would be like, oh, I don't know what the fuck well, you're talking about. Can I, I'll that's... tell you guys, I, I, I just literally started this time last year picking up a little more than that, picking up, um, starting on Wikipedia, just going through all the definitions of different variables and then, you know, going to it um, in an engineering sense and then just going from there. I didn't understand crap from crap, man. I just started somewhere. I guess, it, I, I guess that does make a little bit more sense, though, because a lot of people, when they're talking about, <clears throat> you know, gravity being a law and taking it for granted, the idea of disproving that would have to be, quote unquote, have to be super science. You would have to have a lot of knowledge about this. And then it's funny to hear you say, like, no, when you find out it's kind of like a wait, it's that like that in some regard doesn't surprise me because everybody's looking for a much deeper rabbit hole to figure it out. It, it well, and that makes like. more sense with uh, like ancient technology or supposed ancient technology. It makes more sense if it was super simple to figure out back then in a different way, like you said, different sets of ways. Yeah. It makes, yeah. It makes way more sense. A hundred percent. I mean, you have, for example, um, like our ancestors were not running what we would call in, in quantum field theory, you know, um, Ritchie tensors or Riemannian uh, orbifolds, all this, you know, stuff that they call today, these different terms and all that. Our ancestors were not doing that. Absolutely. When you look, for example, at um, this concept or idea of there being, you know, gravity and what causes gravity, what's the source of it, all, all this kind of stuff. I will, I will say that I can say confidently that it is of my opinion, but I ask you guys to read between the lines a little more than that, but it is of my opinion that the same individuals in academia of which I won't get into specific names that seem to claim, at least in the West, that, you know, something won't work because of so-and-so or it won't work because whether theoretically or practically are the same individuals respectfully when they come out with their own papers, if one understood their own equations, they're the same ones saying that the stuff they just said wouldn't work will. So in uh, other words, this, this speaks to, um, uh, not to get all conspiratorial, but certainly this speaks to a military intelligence strategy right. and operation to ensure um, on a global level that, for example, you know, if you have somebody that tries to publish something in the, the academic literature, I know a lot of people find it boring. I, I find it super exciting because if we can take the public papers and then understand them and then absorb them, uh, not just mentally, but even in a spiritual sense, scale those up. And that's essentially what one could surmise is being done in a, in a vast, um, vast facet of, of laboratories in a classified sense, right? People talk about, well, could they really be genetically engineering, you know, human DNA? Well, they do it to food. We, we got GMOs. Right. So why would that not be applied at least in at some point in an experimental closed laboratory regard? It doesn't... Oh, 
right? So when you look at that, sorry, and I don't mean to be dodging your guys' initial questions, but um, oh, you're good. But um, yeah, no, I mean, in terms of whether it's building it, um, it's a lot, it, it really goes back to a lot of the papers and a lot of the newspaper uh, clipping breakthrough, scientific breakthroughs of the 17 and 1800s. It's only now mm. being rebranded as what we would call quantum. So it's so, not, yeah. Is it, your, is it your opinion then, I, this could just be a yes or no, is it your opinion then that they're purposely and obviously nay saying something that they know they're going to prove right so that then they can control the flow of information and the technology as it progresses? Right. And it, not just that, but the total opposite to creativity is diminishing suppression. Stifling it. Yeah. Stifling it, the whole thing. So it speaks to this idea of I do to a large degree. And one of the reasons, Joe, to be very direct with you, brother, that I can't just come out and explain how to do it is because it's as simple as you, you turn the thing sideways and make two or three adjustments and it's, it's now a coil gun. And it puts every other assault rifle out of it's an EMP coil gun and it puts every other assault rifle out of business or any other gun. It EMPs the thing. It, it completely squashes the bullet in the chamber, the whole thing. Um, just what sort of like oh, in a, this is the problem. Exactly. So th right. that, one is, that is one of the more believable arguments for why they would uh, they in quotes, uh, why they would you know suppress this information is because. Most of this stuff is so easily weaponizable. And you know, if the government likes anything, it is to weaponize anything they yeah. find. So that's what makes me think this was this has been cracked for a long fucking time. It's just more hidden information that, like you said, is actually more simple to figure out if you have a you know a brain like you. I, I wish to have a brain. And uh, <laughs> since you can figure this stuff out, and you were talking about several people on TikTok or YouTube or whatever that had figured things out similarly and then they disappear for a bit they come back much more wealthy and then they don't take any questions on their original video where they had cracked this mm. and the same goes for you know engines that run on water that's been that's been cracked a fuckload of times and it's so fucking pushed down and the people that they end up either dying or yeah. you know, they just disappear one day so yeah I, I don't have any doubts that all of this has been cracked and it's just waiting out there but to, in order to get it out you know, to scale with the general population, it's kind of difficult because of censorship and uh, suiciding yourself with two bullets to the back of the head. And, and which is why I'm kind of scared for you. And I, I'm, I got my fingers crossed that you know what you're doing better than I do because I was just uh, I don't about to say, stay safe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. I wouldn't be speaking like this publicly. I mean, I was able to stay quiet for almost a year at this point, and I, I could have stayed quiet for another 10 years. But the, the whole thing is that essentially is what I'm doing with SALT, um, which stands for Strategic Analysis and Assessment of Longitudinal Technologies, is I'm trying to essentially bring a lot of this to the forefront in a way that transitions through the academic literature into then the field of engineering and scaling. Because although this stuff can be weaponized very easily, I, at the same time, don't think that should be a reason for people to not know about it. At the Absolutely. Same time, I think there's a, a, a fine line that can be found. Um, and I think we're, we're seeing it now with respects to the, the emerging, in my opinion, what I would call quantum industry. So we have, for example, I think I brought this up on, on Tripoli where I said, you know, you have a Canadian company that is saying you buy the car, but rent the battery monthly. We have Randall Carlson saying on Rogan, you know, this new form of propulsion uh, deals with implosion instead of explosion and plasmas. Right. 
plasmoids. I completely agree. That is one way to tap this, if you will, uh, this, this underlying energy or this undergird, as you'd call it. But one thing I will say, and this is no disrespect to, to Mr. Carlson, because in fairness, I actually respect him more so for saying this. He's being careful with his words when he says that it has to deal, deal with abundant energy. Well, I would say respectfully, it's a little more than abundant. It's just that one has to be careful because then you'd start hinting at the fact that it's potentially infinite and potentially all around us. And then that and becomes free. a very issue. And that's for the dirty word. Yeah. Free and accessible. I was just about, I was about right. to say the idea that it's infinite is exactly then what explains some of the uh, sightings and reverse engineering that you've that we've heard about in the past is the idea that if it's constantly infinite, that means that it can go forever. And that you can't make money off it very easily if everybody figures it out. That's that's yeah. 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 I mean, I will say that I, I can say with complete confidence that the metamaterials that everyone's talking about, you know, what's if someone shot something off a craft, what's the material made out of? It's not so much the material. Um, it's more so what one does to the material. One can induce the same effects to your popcorn bowl in your kitchen. Um, the metamaterials are far more of a, um, that that has to do with, with consciousness and stuff that I'm doing at, at, at SALT and things like that. That has to do with more of a, what we would call non-material, spiritual, or more etheric element. Whereas, you know, a lot of people seem to be conflating at least in my opinion, you know, oh, the metamaterial, there must be a particular type of material for this stuff to work. Just aluminum. And and you can you can build a whole thing. I mean, now, with that said, it doesn't mean that you have the same abilities or capabilities as if that if that hypothetical craft was built of a certain metamaterial, sure. But ultimately, for people to say, oh, have they cracked the propulsion side yet? Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Oh. So there's the idea where it's not just one technology that is being cracked. It's multiple technologies being used yeah. and altered in tandem to get what we would consider is this big idea where like if you have the kind of not aluminum, but aluminum-esque siding uh, to a spacecraft, if you would like to go that route, and then you have the propulsion system working in tandem. Well, now you're talking about the ability to do what we've been talking about where yeah you have the ability for things to alter and also be infinite and move at rates that otherwise would not have been able to do so it's not just one aspect if i'm understanding you right and not only that ben but to add to what you're saying you said that very well in my opinion imagine you see a craft for example and this craft has an, a, a a mode on it for example where it can accept incoming frequencies let's call it and some of these frequencies travel through the air, others travel in a different way, and your thoughts affect certain amounts of those frequencies or certain frequency strings, literally what you think. And imagine as you're looking at the craft from say 50 yards away, 100 yards away, you say to yourself, wow, imagine if the thing crashed and your thought actually ma makes it crash. And this has been scientifically calculated, it can be substantiated, it's been repeated, done experimentally in the laboratory decades ago, uh, controlling craft with just thought. So, and it's completely um, accounted for in, in the literature, although it's on restricted literature, on restricted servers, it's not public, but it 
because again, if one, and I don't mean to make any excuses for those keeping this secret, but at the same time, if that were to be tapped or that were to be accessed, that literature, it would also divulge the same um, underlying methods that could be applied practically to propulsion. But unfortunately, with this fantastic propulsion generator, you tilt it to a certain angle with a couple of adjustments, maybe 10 minutes worth of adjustments, and you have a weapon that puts guns out of business. So this becomes... And that's just the start of it, right? And then you start messing with what you would call more non-material phenomenon in mm -hmm. which are not even gaseous in their density, even lighter than that, sort of like literally light, uh, like mm -hmm. laser beams, so to speak. You can't touch it or feel it, but you know it's there. And these beams can bring in, you could say, electromagnetic information structures. Some of us would call them daemons. Some of the, us would call them... Mm -hmm you know, it, it starts to get like really interesting from there. And this, this is also one of the things too, that if you look at publicly, a lot of people are having a bit of a, an issue sort of coming to grips with the mergence of physics with metaphysics. This I was idea. about to say metaphysics and spiritual meeting something that everybody thinks is concrete when they're not understanding that the things you can't see, but can alter are also affecting the things you can see and can alter. I, absolutely. I would say that what we would call the spirit world or anything like this, that is more, quote unquote, real than anything physical here. As a matter of fact, that it's sort of like when you're watching a movie. I think I brought this up on Tripoli. You go to a movie theater, you have a projector. It's a nuts and bolts device that right. is projecting light for our entertainment. Now, imagine our reality is comprised of the that except the opposite, where light is projecting nuts and bolts tangible things that we call objects over the course of time from that source. So it's so the reverse effect one or the other. Right, right. And then whatever happens in that light domain, then sort of the same way you drop a rock into a pond ripples into mm -hmm, the other mm -hmm. layers across what we call time. And Ripple then eventually effect. effectuating what we uh, observe and call reality here. So that actually yeah. explains uh, angels right away. It could or light beings or whatever you want to call them is yeah. the idea of manifesting out of a strictly light source into something that we consider physical. Well, it, it's exactly. We have to ask ourselves too some of the most fundamental questions in my opinion, which is that, you know, what is, what is real? Well, we consider mm -hmm. physical things real. Well, we say, for example, you know, when, when you have, um, when, when the car is going, is turned on and in the, in your garage and the garage door is closed and you say, you know, honey, there's carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide going off. You can't touch it. Just like a laser beam you buy at a store, you can see the beam on your hand. You believe that it's there just like that football game on the TV, but you can't approach it and physically touch it. You can approach or touch perhaps in some cases, a medium, a, a whether physical or a, an apparatus that transitions from that light state to adjust to the physical, but that carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide, you can't, you can't touch that, so to speak. And so if we think of that as being the most dense thing within a particular dimension or reality, then once we go lighter, both in weight, mass, in, in, you know, the thermal spectrum, all that kind of stuff, once we go lighter into that realm, carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide, or what we call plasma, are actually the heaviest things. So now what's the difference between what we call the spirit world and what science is substantiating as quantum physics? Well, you're kind of describing like a holographic universe idea too, where it's uh, 
I mean, in my mind at least, but I, I did want to get your opinion on this. This is a weird timing for you to be coming out with this and a lab recently. I don't remember what it was called, but some lab like basically saying Lenner technology is on the way. Low energy nuclear reaction technology, which is they don't want to say it just like you. Like it's it's not free energy, but it would be close to free. Have you heard about this at all? I I am not going to sit here and I don't mean to come across arrogant or anything like this. I applaud and have immense respect for the scientists that have conducted that work. Um I'm, I'm very familiar with it to the point where I'm familiar with even some of the individuals at that particular laboratory. Um, Damn. They, it's, it's fantastic news, but World War II-ish breakthrough time, era time. That's no, agreed. And that's, that's the kind of the point I was making is that this has been around for a long fucking time and they're just slowly leeching it out now. Like, Look what we discovered. Right. And meanwhile, this. they're hiding what Dave's working on. They're like, dude, right. you're like a thousand years ahead. Chill out. We're just slowly leaking out this other thing. We already had planned. Calm down, Dave. We're on a fucking ago. time schedule here. So, so did yeah. you see any? I have a really weird random question. So in your experiments, you don't have to say what you did or what you used, but did you see any any weird uh, breaks in time or in space? Did, did you make you a have, wormhole? Did you see anything yeah, like that... Would, yeah, did you see another reality, another dimension? Just, I mean, that's saying it kind of weirdly, but did you have any odd experiences? The, precisely what, I don't know what to call it, but yes, what you just described. It was blue in color, but it was also sort of like, um, it's what theoretically they call a Davies-Unruh effect, which is like a sort of a thermal bath of colors. And it's different shades, like a palette of... It's it's very beautiful, actually. It, it's some of the most beautiful visuals I've ever seen, but I don't know what to call it, per se. Um, you so those are those it, different lights, then, that people see on all of those stories, whether it be peering into another dimension or seeing a uh, another dimensional being, and they'll see these light kind of things around them. Would you attribute that to the same thing? The underlying source would would energetically, in my opinion, be of us um, of a select set of initial. We could say what you would call um, zero point field fluctuations, but I can't say for certain, Ben. And the reason, brother, is because it's very similar to when someone sees. If, if I'm not, I don't mean to sound all you know. Um, nerdy here but if i'm not sitting on the data myself i don't want to say and the reason is is because the more i experiment and the more that i have done in conjunction with others um, in the laboratory the more i realize the more questions i have than answers and oh, that yeah. speaks to me philosophically you know the joy is in the journey but ultimately right. to, to answer your question ben it, it gets to the point where you can't tell unless you have various forms of measurement, radar, observational tools, and other forms of um, modeling and, and literal, as close as you can be to the thing without getting you know radiation burn or whatever from it, you can't tell if it is a hologram. You cannot tell if it is that of a psychotronic manifestation. And that's a whole other field of things. You can't tell if it's actually coming through what you we would call a traversable wormhole or a portal. It's it. There's definitely a there there. I fully agree with you, but I can't say for certain. Oh, Ben, it's absolutely this or absolutely right, right, right. I would need to see the data myself. But yeah, I mean, it's what it's what we would possibly or potentially call electron, um, electron virtual state symmetry. Sort of like um, you can interact with the electrons with whether your thoughts or your hands or like it's sort of it's indiscernible from. I mean, 
quote unquote magic, I guess. I, I don't know. I how mean, to that's the that's the general observer effect, right? With the double slit experiment and everything. Sure you would if, if right. So if we had, for example, with that said, I appreciate you bring that up because if we had, for example, like a glass prism, regardless of the shape, and we took that prism and we put it in the laboratory and we put it on a desk in the lab, and then we go behind a room where we have you know glass separating us from the testing room, and we shoot a laser beam, just the basically it doesn't matter the color into at the the uh, prism what will happen is the light going through that prism is going to start to get very kinetic and it's going to start to have friction so what will happen is the laser beam that is going into and through the prism starts to slow down due to the friction and because of the way light works and what we would call quantum physics what happens is the light of the um, beam is of the laser is emitted after the friction part and then reabsorbed and re-emitted, reabsorbed, re-emitted, reabsorbed. The point being is that if you were in that prism, what you would see if you saw that light come in is you would see what we call in this reality a rainbow. You would see a curvature. But if you were observing in the laboratory outside of the prism, what you would see is very simply just the flat intersection of that occurrence so not much if anything so in other words i apply this to when we see uap or ufos or even high strangeness activity if you are a particular distance away from where that actual event is occurring if the energy radiating from that craft being event you name it or even geographical area does not reach you you are an external observer to this what we would call quantum event in particular so you are seeing what normally what people would see on a movie screen just sort of flatness but if you were in that field you would experience what would be indiscernible from what people would call magic and then this goes right back to the whole you know the intel side using that you know those these mystical incredible stories to defame people and attack them and yada yada but yes basically so it's funny because the first thing i thought of was Okay, so then if based on in that example, your distance or within the field range, if you will, there's wildly different effects. Is it real or is it not? And then the next thing that popped in my head is, well, they both are. It's like Schrodinger's cat, but both of them are true. Well, right, that's the double slit experiment and the observer effect where it, it's only one thing or another when you're looking at it or experiencing it. Well, if we if we stick very quickly with that prism uh, example, if I were to walk, if we were all in the lab, all of us, right, all five of us now, and I said, okay, guys, I'm going to go walk in there and see what's going on. I go in there and say, there's this prism is big, so I can walk, there's a door, say, you know, I can walk into the prism. Whatever I experienced in that prism, you guys will at most see perhaps flat intersections of that event relative right. to the distance you are at and from. I can come out saying I got scratched by what looked like the predator. I got, you know, this, the wolf-headed giraffe attack me. And you guys are going to be like, we saw nothing. We, we experienced nothing. And I'm like, what do you mean? The ground shook. I mean, this was all real to me within the context of that particular bubble that it was occurring in. Right. Within that field. But you guys, nothing happened. Which maybe maybe, start saw, calling maybe dimensional the person rattle a little bit from the outside. But then that was it. That speaks to the dual slit experiment. So was the event real or not? Both but neither. Right. Right. And that's right. that's the uh, per perception is reality. We talked about that a lot recently, actually. But it's, uh, you know, what's real for one person is completely different for the other person. That explains a lot of things like flat and round earth. Same same kind of idea or rendering as we go. There's a lot of people talking about that right now, too, about how, you know, perception 
is reality because as you go, it's rendering to base kind of based on how you're thinking about it and how your mind works. I, but, I would strongly agree with that. Yeah. So I, I know you, I mean, you're dealing with kind of a different side of this weirdness, but I, I texted you yesterday about talking about clones and like human templates and that kind of like patterns. What do you think about, and this is, it might be related. I don't know, but what do you think about the whole idea of clones? Cause my argument originally was that cloning has already happened. The sheep named Dolly. Everybody knows that. If that happened in the 90s, that means they were working on it for decades before that, at least, to come up with that. And we were told about that in the 90s. You don't think somebody's been fucking around with cloning humans? Uh, yeah, they definitely have somewhere. And, you know, whether it's hushed up, whatever. What do you think about that whole idea? Because there's a lot of people that think Joe Biden's a fucking clone. I don't know. I think he's just a moron. But, it, I mean, he could be a clone, too. Who knows? One thing I will tell you is the more I do what I'm doing with salt and all of that on a, at this point, day-to-day -day basis, whether it's theoretically um, um, with, with running numbers or whether it's flying to certain areas to go into the lab and to test those theories, um, anything's possible. Uh, let's just put it that way. Now, with respects to there being cloning, that's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I have to sort of watch what I say here, but that's that's a no-brainer without a doubt. I mean... Yeah, we, we <laughs> yeah, well, let's this way. What, to what extent? Okay, we'll just uh run under the assumption that human cloning is real and they're out there all the time and could be what we call NPCs, who knows, human robots, you know, meat sacks that, or replacements for big leaders, right? That's what I mean. What extent do you think that goes to? Because there's a lot of people that go to the utter extreme and say, like, most celebrities, most politicians, all those are all just actually clones that are controlled by software. What You can go as crazy as you want with it, but I, I want your opinion on that. Like, what, what extent do you think this goes to? Depends on the time period, the time frame, a lot of other variables at play, both from a scientific and military intelligence perspective. But at the same time, Joe, man, you, I'm not even trying to check off any confirmation bias box here, but it would be incorrect of me to say in my opinion, that there's a limit. You you pick as far as you want to go, and it's been it's probably been done. Okay, so here's a follow-up. <laughs> here's a follow-up question to that then. How long do you think this has been successful? Uh I <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to, to go there unfortunately, but maybe longer if I were to hyper speculate. Right. Again, your opinion, your opinion. Hyper speculation longer than people would think. Sure. Okay. So at any given point, if we ask a question and you just don't want to touch it with another guy's dick, you can just tell us I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's not, it's honestly guys, it's not even, it's it. I, I'll please, you can ask away and I, and I will be honest with you. There's certain at this point, legal obligations. I have to be right. I've, yeah. So oh, no, but, for sure. yeah, we'll, we'll get that little button. What was that chick who was interviewed? by the FBI or whatever. And she was like, I can't answer that. Oh, the beep. Beep, 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 beep. I can't answer that. <laughs> but I, please, open book. And if I'll be very blunt with you guys. If no, I know. I'm just messing with you. It's totally cool. We get it that there's stuff you can't say. And if you can't, we completely respect that. No yeah. worries. You know, you know what it is? If, if I could say very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair. Yeah, we'll stick with that. But a, a lot of people have said to me, and I encourage them to ask me directly in, in the sense of, you know, why... Um, why would you sign something even if it's under yourself or whatever the case is? Well, my whole thing is essentially either 
I didn't take the route that I did and I would put all of it on YouTube and then get taken down. It would be sort of a me versus the world thing, or I can find a way to attempt to bring at the bare minimum, uh, sort of evening the odds type angle within certain areas of, um, I guess of I guess you could say of defense, not just in the West, but globally as well. And I say that because it's a very interesting time right now, both politically and otherwise. You have a lot of different ideologies and elements of such ideologies going on behind the scenes. So either it was an option like that, or it was get paid off and then shut up for the rest of your life, which I didn't want to do because I want to continue. I'm very passionate about this stuff. Or it's um, just yap away and then do do 25. So... Was, I was going to say, it's either... Yeah, I think you picked the best route. That's the bravest way to I, do it. If I didn't, I didn't shame, on, shame on me if I didn't. Thank you. But I, I, I have to try something. That's how I see it. Well, yeah, it's either, it's either you do the former and are discredited, call the whack, your career's over if you want to continue that. And now, because they have your name on the list of people trying to blow it wide open, you will now never find anything else to further your research because right. you're being monitored as somebody trying to find out, or you sign an NDA and nobody gets to learn anything and you're bought basically, which is like what Joe pointed to with, you know, these people that crack into it, they are gone for a year, they come back now they're rich and they don't want to talk about it at all. It's like, Oh, that's not conspicuous. So yeah, right. I, I definitely do. I, I definitely do appreciate yourself. You're, you're trying to position yourself in an area where it's like, hold on a second. I'm not saying give me all the information and I'm not saying I'm going to share it all. I'm just saying, give me a little bit of liberty. <laughs> That's give me they, the ability to be able to continue the research. Yeah, they, exactly. If this was, if this was even 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to, I, I I'm very grateful to certain individuals that are uh, some of them no, still a part of, but others uh, retired from or semi-retired from, from DOD and other, other departments there in whether academically or in a military intelligence side, because if it wasn't for certain initiatives taken by certain individuals, I would not be able to speak on this whatsoever. And it would have just been, you know, nice. zip, up, zip up, shut up type thing. So I'm of the humble perspective. There is, um, for lack of a better term, uh, an ideological conflict going on behind the scenes, whether it's at the Pentagon or otherwise. And I think that it's, um, to be honest, I think it's kind of healthy because whenever you have an entire group of individuals just going in one big direction, like as we've seen, not just in the West, but, you know, in the past in general, whether politically or otherwise, it's not a good thing. So right. when we see this sort of back and forth, this back and forth by definition creates opportunities for instances such as, you know, the position I'm in or what the positions of some others that will probably be going public in the next few months will will disclose themselves. But yeah. Uh, where do you think that goes, though, with it going public? Because there's only so much that goes public that you can actually fucking believe. Because as soon as something hits mainstream, that's when I'm like, Meh, maybe it's, you know, when they started doing disclosure of uh, UAPs, as they call them. That's right. when everybody kind of lost interest because they're like, you know what? This is on fucking CNN now. Like, I, fuck them. Like, I don't want it. So and CNN discredited people for so long. They were like, fuck oh, yeah, that's when I hear that, it from you. For 30 years, they'll say, no, this doesn't happen. These are real. Yeah. You're fake. You're crazy. And then they come out one day and they're like, no, this is totally real. We've been looking into it for years. And it, yeah, it's you just gaslighting to the extreme. And it just drives me nuts. So anytime something comes out publicly, especially the kind of shit you're working on or what came out in the mainstream with Leonard and all that stuff, I'm just kind of like, okay, so you're totally gaslighting us. This has been around for years and you've just been using and abusing the population for you know your own profit for the, this many years. So where do you think this goes as far as going well, public? 
Joe, really quick, they also take the gaslighting a little bit further. The second that they disclose it and people start going, okay, why are you acting like this is normal? It's that age old thing of they're going to do something. And if you point it out, they look at you again like you're crazy. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you're pointing out something they haven't admitted to, they call you crazy. The second that they admit it, if you point your finger and say, Jesus Christ, we said this for so long, now they point their finger back at you and go, dude, don't make it a big deal. Yeah, you guys already knew it. Like, right. 100%. I think to, okay, well, here's the thing. This is why I get super... To, to Ben's point, I get super frustrated because it, it's absolutely correct. I mean, even let's face it, I think I've said it on my show recently where people talk about the word, they use the word quantum all over the place. I'm using it more often than even I would like to. What the hell does it mean, <laughs> right? Now, people even talk about, you know, it, okay, it means the smallest packet of information or whatever. It means much more than that. But unfortunately, if they revealed what it actually meant, everyone would go, huh. And the next thing you know, you'd have many UFOs being built in garages and things like this. So it, right. because of this whole thing of it's not necessarily a national security issue for us as a much as much as it is for them not wanting us to know because this truly comes down to knowledge is the power at this point um with some slabs of wood and some whatever you you may be able to do some things right so ultimately with respects to where do i see things going with um trusting the media it gets really tough i don't trust them but i don't not trust them either because every so often there are things that only, i'm speaking on only behalf of myself things that i've you know have been privy to behind the scenes that it then gets you know maybe a month or two after nothing crazy put in the, the media and it is accurate but then the foundation of the story is accurate but then everything extrapolated from there right. is complete horse crap so it, it when we look as well uh, to sort of kill two birds with one stone and trying to answer Joe's question as well. When we look at, you know, these articles coming out of, you know, the, whether it's Reddit forums or whether it's, you know, more academic or scientifically oriented websites about this stuff, a lot of it is fantastic work. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm by no means a Einstein or anything like this. There are people out there that I've met and that some of which I'm working with at the moment, whose names are very well known that are so sharp. It's not even funny, but the, what I see in general is a, a sort of a drip, um, sort of a drip, drip situation. And I say that because not to defend those that are sort of drop feeding this and slowly giving it to us very, very slowly. But this, um, what I'm going to say here, I'm only speaking on behalf of my opinion. When, But to be fair, just to be clear before I go on, it doesn't mean that I think this stuff should be hidden. The problem is, guys, is I, I'm going to say it very bluntly you can't discern this stuff from what our ancestors called magical. We call programmable matter. You see, you know, um, Iron Man suit in Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame. He touches the thing and it's all over. This becomes, so how does one basically feed that to the, to the masses while having to realize there were large factions over previous decades butchering the narrative and messing with people psychologically in a very unhealthy manner? So how do you repair that? while trying to drop feed this stuff in a way that is not just thrown at us, but in, it is introduced in a way that is integrative with what we already know is societally, this becomes a problem. Uh, and I don't mean to say that in the sense of, you know, um, I mean, look, I'll tell you guys right now, certain things happened this time last year or just under that, that, you know, some intimidation tactics that occurred towards me and, and, you could say properties of mind that were clearly intimidation tactics. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like 
you know, I, I was uh, some macho person or whatever. There was one point I didn't leave my house for maybe two, three weeks at, at a given time because of one instance that occurred. So the point I'm trying to make here is not to fear monger, but it, it, that same type of reaction occurs when you're in the laboratory and something so out of this world occurs, even at a, you know, a small level, it, it, it takes, I mean, there are certain departments, I'll say, that have staff psychologists on hand for these scientists. So I'm not trying wow. to say stay closed up. I'm just saying, and I don't have the answer myself, but the question becomes, how does one disseminate this in a benevolent way with elements behind the scenes that are just strong enough as of recently to make it a benevolent introduction, but also make it clear that all of this energy is what you would call dual use in military intelligence. Right. It can be used for either or. I was going to say, you, you talk about a couple of tweaks. It takes one quick tweak to make it benevolent to malevolent. This is where I think, this is where I would agree very strongly with people like David Icke and others, where they say the spiritual element has been completely, you know, even Rudolf yes. Steiner has been completely removed from our society. And I couldn't agree more, whether it's trying to crack what we call anti-gravity or all this phenomenon, or even just understanding how to handle things that can be used for beautiful things, even medically, right. but also can... And even beyond that, but also can be turned and weaponized in two seconds. I think that's where the spiritual angle needs to occur in an organic sense. None of this, you know, chip in the brain, we can all hear each other's uh, uh, thoughts. That's already possible organically. It's just not right. being presented or given as an option. But it's been calculated, it can be done, and that's that organically. No chip in nothing. So it's like, it's like one whole level of reality has been removed and for the obvious reason of a control and b you know, keeping everybody in a, a certain state and they're, they're removing this whole section of reality that they're trying to fill that void with technology. You know, like you said, the neural link or brain implants, they're giving it explanations that don't need to be there. So like saying we need a chip in our brain to communicate with each other while taking away the fact that we could probably do that organically. Like you're saying, right. Cause like, like we need this outside thing called intuition. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're saying that we need this outside thing to make these things happen when really we could do it all ourselves with our thoughts we're so much stronger right, than no they want us to that. believe there's no control in yeah, but that's that. why we're we're made to think we have right. to depend on the government we have to listen to all of these people we have to be dependent we're weak but we're not as well, humans we're way stronger entity. really quick and to caveat off of that jen the first thing that that popped into my head was when he mentioned iron man i had already had a marvel-esque question lined up one project iron man which we found out is a uh, non, non-concrete, concrete thing that has happened. But on top of that, it's the idea of, on a more conspiratorial level, that programming that we have all been used to for the ushering in of something that has been seeded into our mind. Jen was just mentioning it last night, this idea of movies in our particular generation is all geared at some point towards something. And it's all something that we can relate to. Now, obviously, you can go back to uh, classics, whether it be The Matrix or a bunch of these other things. But just for instance, they just released Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. And they tried to do a very, very, you know, as good as they could of a job at kind of visualizing what this stuff is. So on a more conspiratorial level, and obviously you can neither confirm nor deny, I love that every time you answer a question, you have to put the disclaimer in there that it's your opinion. Um, 
But do you think that this is something that they are trying to do in a subversive way to kind of get the public at least thinking about the reality that this has not is not only going to be real, but is already real in media, movies, uh, podcasts, where it's been thrown out there little bits by little bits into different areas, because now we live. I mean, think about 70s, 80s, even all the way back to the 50s and 60s, the Twilight Zone, the moon landings. You're, you're coming out of post-World War II where all of these sightings really picked up and there's all kinds of conspiracies about, well, it's because we started actually using nuclear technology. You have all of these other things, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know is our media starts making TV shows of ETs, otherworldly beings, and all of these different things. And now we're correlating it to things in the past. But there is this trend, it seems, where every time this type of stuff starts either getting uh, declassified or the FOIA documents end up getting it released to the public, that if you look back, and of course, this is also kind of a, a, a curved mindset because hindsight's always twenty twenty. But as soon as you start looking back into the recent uh, past, you start to see that there were signs going in the direction of that information coming out anyway. So do you think that do you think that this plays into that field of work and whatever is going to be coming for us in the way of information? That is a lot of words for a question, Ben, but I respect it. Dave, have at it. That was no worries, guys. I'm used to the long uh, the long discussions and questions from some of the stuff I'm, I'm doing now. But uh, that's very Ben, you hit the nail on the head, man. I would say more so than that, yes. I would say whether it's with the Doctor Strange stuff, um, I'm of the opinion that's old knowledge and ac accessible tech. That's old stuff. But I, I would say largely the stuff that's coming out now in the movies and all of that is because the there's something coming that we as a species can't control. And I don't mean to sound ominous. It, right. It's, it actually, I, in my opinion, isn't ominous. And it's something that let's just say the phenomena in my opinion is driving the, a lot of this and so you have certain elements behind the scenes that are saying mm. we got to get people ready and one of those avenues is by via entertainment you have others that are saying over our dead bodies but the like one the eisenhower is, accord and making a deal i it's possible <laughs> or like the movie everything everywhere all at once where it's all did you see that absolutely i mean i would the, oh, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I would say that uh, <laughs> what you call what we call empty space is more "quote unquote" real than what we call anything physical. Um, all that stuff that Ben brought up and was asking about, all that stuff is, in my opinion, occurring in what we call empty space all around us. We just don't Got have it. the. We're not. We can't observe it thermally. Um, in in other forms as well. Uh, yeah, or experience experience it in its entirety, really. It's we're like not in that prism. Um, we're in. Or we are, but our lenses are different. Just think of like, like you know, uh, Russian dolls. Prism inside a prism yeah. inside a prism inside. I got a... one. But that's that. That would be that would be my take or my opinion on it. Yeah, I would. I would say that what we call empty space and what we call the spiritual realm and all of this is more real than anything physical. That is the, in my opinion, the driving source for what we call physical and it's been labeled as quantum physics today that goes right into what you were talking about with david ike's uh escaping the matrix i had started watching that on prime video and 
like two months, not maybe not even two months later, Joe texts me and he's like, yeah, we got this guy coming on. His name is David. Ike. I dude, I about lost my shit in the car because I'm all I just started watching his documentary series, his docuseries. And when we had him on, it was absolutely phenomenal because of the way that he is capable of describing it with in layman's terms. Uh, yeah. And it, it, it blew my mind. So there, like you said, you know, to his credit, and I know that again, to his credit, he has been wildly discredited and shit on and all kinds Demonized. of stuff. For, demonized uh he's a kook you know this that and the other for his theories on this idea of rather than it just being metaphysical and quantum which everybody puts in a box of science and then there's the physical which is what we consider you know nuts and bolts but then you have the spiritual element and as soon as that starts entering in it's woo woo it's garbage boom we're going to discredit it and uh yeah that's uh well, it speaks to the hyper materialistic nature of what is happening now that everybody's nuts and bolts, like you were saying earlier. Everything's right, uh, can be explained by science and uh, you know, this this proton and blah, 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 and they're not taking into account that that element that's been taken out of what some people call spiritual or whatever. There's something else that we're missing, and it seems like that's the actual key to all these questions we have is this spiritual side or etheric or whatever you want to call it that that seems to be the key to all these questions and it's just uh, obviously left out of any conversation completely i think it's i think it's the most vital part i mean i think that what we would i mean this you have a lot of people behind the scenes right now i think i brought this up on um uh, the Ripple Effect podcast. I don't know if I brought it up on Tripoli the other day, but um, a lot of people Great behind show the too. Shout out Ricky. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, a lot of people behind the scenes are looking on how to quote unquote die properly, but I say die carefully because there's an understanding that what we call, you know, our bodies are just, for lack of a better term, potentially vessels, containers, you name it, and that we ourselves never truly die. This idea of, you know, what makes, um, uh, what makes Joe, Joe, what, you know, it's this idea that, you know, even myself, you can, you can cut my arms off, my legs off, all of it, just like the reboot in, in RoboCop. He had um, Joel Kinnaman there 10 years ago. He had just his lungs, his heart, his brain, his eyes, you know, some, some nerve, um, uh, nerve tissue, things like this, but that was it. So what is potentially residing within there, in this case, perhaps literally or non-locally, in a, in a physics sense right. that is creating an enablement or activation of that individual that is not robotic in nature, non-computational in nature, as people like Roger Penrose have discussed, he can't state what consciousness is so much as what he can tell as and denote what it isn't. Right. So to speak. So what's right. the, so what makes you, you ultimately, and this idea of there being some type of uh, chi, soul, prana, you know, Christ consciousness, whatever you like to call it, source, you name it, that is interpreted in, in different ways and experienced in different ways, not to be, not so that people can come together to argue, but to realize that each individual's experience is as real as what they were able to genuinely understand and absorb in that particular event and so each angle or each person's experience is a separate slice of that overall same pie and what we would call disagreements as a matter of fact may not may not be disagreements so much as they are disagreements relative to the context of what we're living in right now but when people talk about oh i had a dream it was so random and i would 
respectfully ask them, was it really random or was it perhaps something that, albeit if your subconscious was driving it, no problem, but is it something perhaps that is more of a real world than the world you wake up in the next morning? Uh, right. The, uh, that, the yeah. disagreement, like you're saying, is more of a matter of uh, the angle of perception you're looking at it. And uh, we, we talked a lot about, uh, I mean, to go into the more spiritual shit, the, uh, that God or source consciousness, whatever you want to call it, fractalized itself into billions of different you know points of view so we could all so it could experience itself through all those different points of view and the disagreement comes because you're looking at the same thing at a different angle than i am and that's like necessary for the source or whatever to understand this thing is because it has to see it from all these different angles so uh, Jen would have more to say on that though <laughs> i was gonna say about dreams though if you think about, i agree with what you said when you Dreams do seem super real. Think about when you wake up from a dream. And if you don't write it down, usually you'll kind of remember maybe pieces, but you know there's more. There's a feeling. There's emotions you have. But right. when you're in that dream, and maybe you'll forget the dream, but where, when you're in the dream, do you always remember this world? Do you always remember what you did? No. Like Typically, you're doing something. Like There's a mission. There's a goal. You're walking down the street, and you have these ideas of what you're doing. And this world, you don't think, oh, I'm sleeping in my bed right now. I know there's some people who are really good at lucid dreaming, and I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about regular old people <laughs> who just go to bed and have dreams. But when I'm dreaming, my dreams are super vivid, but I have no memory of this world. And then I wake up, and I'm like, oh, shit, that was a crazy dream. And if I don't write it down, I forget that dream. And so, so who knows? How can you tell that that world is fake? Well, exactly. And to your point, I, I'll bring this full circle in a certain sense of there are people within whether it's world governments, even in the West, and I, I won't get specific, but they are very informed on this concept of, you know, if you I'll use an example for the ladies here, if you had a purse, you know, you, you're going out for a dinner with your friends or something and you forgot something at your house. You open up your purse and you say, oh, crap, I just want to grab what was in my kitchen or in my bedroom. And you open up your purse and as you reach in the bottom of your purse, it's your bedroom or your kitchen where you left your keys or something and you can pull it out from there. Now, that is something that is understood in a material sense, in a quantum sense, that is what's called pulling energy from this underlying archetype or, or you know, blueprint, if you will, to this reality. Now, that is something, in my opinion, this is just, just to be clear to your audience, just my opinion, that is something that is understood to a very large degree. But I think what is seldom understood or far less understood is the application of that same concept to what we call dreams and consciousness. And I have a very firm, humble perspective and, and opinion at the moment that what we would call the divine feminine is in fact that that missing key or element. And I, not to get, you know, conspiratorial or anything like this, but I think with respects to, you know, oh, there's been this massive suppression of so-and-so, but I do think in this particular case, there's been unfortunately a suppression, and this can be backed scientifically, of the divine feminine energy source in which provides a balance to the masculine source to a large degree. And this same underlying geometric visualization and or calculation can be applied to when a craft is about to take off using its, uh, you know, whatever propulsion source it's using or, you know, in its materials. This is even applied to the philosophy of how some of these more alleged benevolent, whether future or past humans or non-humans operate or work. This has been applied even in, in, in psychological and what's called pan-biopsychism uh, testing, where when there's a combination of males and females in a, in a testing field, 
with respect to their intents and thoughts. There's a far more, um, we could say, replicable balance of energy that disseminates when it's just instead, you know, if it's just a male or it's just a female. And so it's this understanding of, you know, one cannot do without the other, just like a toroid field. Now, I'm, I don't mean to get political into the whole, well, you know, is that maybe what what's going on with an agenda with, you know, the LGBTQ community and all of this? I've, you know, I have nothing but respect for them. I was them, about but to go there. So no, I'm no, glad I, you brought it up. I was about to go fair, right there. Because it's taking <laughs> the polarity away, but it's almost like the worst kind it's of... It's trying to homogenize. Yeah, usually yeah. polarities can be bad. I, but there needs yeah, to be I, a balance. It's like a battery. There's a positive and a negative charge, and that makes the fucking car run. If you take the negative away, guess what? You don't have a fucking right, car. Th this so you world, need that negative. You well, need the opposite. This 3D world runs on polarity. There's no way. Right. Light needs, or dark needs light. They, everything needs the, the, the polar opposite to fucking function. So when they're trying to take that away with, like you were saying, with the LGBT thing, um, it kind of homogenizes shit and then it doesn't really work anymore. You know what happens if everybody cut their ding-dongs off and everybody got their uteruses ripped out or whatever? No more humans in like 30 years. The, the human race doesn't continue if you're all fucking sterile. Like, I would not. Both. I will say ding-dong and the planet. No, I mean, honestly, it's it's, it's true. It's just uh, the grounded reality of this particular, or the grounded basis for this particular reality of how things work. And I would not have as much of a personal concern with respects to some of the ideologies being uh, propagated in, in that community and others, to be fair, if the spiritual element of things was formally taught as, a, you know, the same way math and history are taught in the school system, but it's not. And so I think what we have is, and I don't mean to, to throw the baby out with the bathwater here, but we have, for example, you know, I have family friends that have said, you know, people far more older than myself that have said, you know, I have, you know, pension, uh, you know, mortgage almost paid off. I have kids, basically everything that, you know, anthropologically and societally that the system tells us we should have to be right. successful or whatever the case is, but they're not happy internally. And so the question then becomes what's missing there. And this goes right back to the, what makes you, you. So for example, you get up in the morning, you go for a coffee, you know, you go pick up your paycheck on a Friday morning, you come back, you play some video games, you go out with your friends, you wake up the next morning, you didn't have a bad day yesterday but something feels empty inside of you. This idea of pursuing creativity, pursuing a form of understanding yourself, a combination of those things. And I think that that is far more, that, that amplifies, just like you work at working out a muscle at the gym, I think that amplifies the, the intuitive muscle, if you want to call it. And so a lot of people say, well, oh, you know, this person has great intuition. Well, what that normally means is, as I've grown up to understand it is, well, that person is a good people person or they can read people well or they can feel things coming from that person before they do. That I would dare to say that's far more scientific and basis than people would think, but it's just something that has been, you know, pummeled down right. in, the, in the system for so long or thrown out of the system. And so this is where I get concerned in my own little bubble of the world, although I don't spend much time thinking about it with respects to not just the LGBTQ community, but just other other things in general, even people in business want getting greedier and greedier. Well, if they had an understanding of themselves more so in the way we just described, or even approximately in that manner, maybe they may not be as greedy and they may in fact make more money in the long run by realizing they can help others by literally helping that others with no... Um, you know, no catch, if you will, nothing in return. So I mean, being a good fucking person. I know that's not the way we're taught, though. I was just talking right. about this, on, maybe with Taylor, but we are born 
and told what to do, how to be like, okay, well, you need to grow up. You need to watch TV and you need to watch the news. You need to do what your parents tell you to do and what your teachers tell you to do. You need to go to college because then you're going to get a good job. Then you'll make lots of money and then you'll marry someone who's rich too. And then you can get a big house and then you can have all this stuff. And no one ever says like, hey, make sure you love yourself because that's super important. And that's the only way you can love Enjoy the process in, in, in the midst of it too. Yeah. In addition to, and well, it's okay to make mistakes, we're told that we can't make mistakes. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, no. but making mistakes is like the worst thing in the world. But it's a huge learning opportunity for people. No, I just meant to say that that's that's a balancing act too. Like, yes, love yourself for sure, but people get caught up on the other side of I that too, just about where to they're only that. worried about themselves and not worried about service to others. No, or no, I don't so mean love yourself act. only yourself. I mean make sure to not over criticize yourself because of society telling you to do so because you're not living up to the standards that we're told to live. Yeah, up. that's fair. I agree with, I agree with all of you because I, I, I hear you, uh, Jen, 100%, but I also hear Joe when he says that you can take it overboard and, you know, become what we would define as narcissistic. Now, you know, we can debate that anytime, but I know, Doreen, Jen, I know that's not what you're saying whatsoever. Uh, not at all. <laughs> no, I, I, I got you. I got you. Understanding this idea of for example, using anything, whether intuitively, naturally, or even physically as for self-interest or self-preservation or, you know, self-gain inherently will, by definition of the actions, emit whether energetically or otherwise, or in every way, almost certain events or ripple effects, if you will, whether psychologically, energetically, or physically, that will just come back to literally or otherwise smack you in the face because of how much you've quote unquote, you know, worked your way up to the top by being ruthless or something like this it's it's literally in the numbers it's uh, there's a there's a probability point that keeps increasing the more one does something for themselves now working on themselves and i think is a little bit different than you know treating yourself or so that to your point jenna yeah 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 i just mean knowing yourself and not being yeah. so overly concerned with how others view you and right. being confident in yourself that's more what i meant i didn't mean like right. love yourself like go get your nails done like no 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 no, no. <laughs> no, I, I mean like know who you are and if someone says you're a fucking ugly fat piece of shit or something and you know that they're wrong just be okay with that because a lot of people are so worried about being criticized and they yeah. go into this you know, little hermit hole internally, and then they walk around with no confidence. And then I feel like there's a lot of people like that now, and it doesn't make for a good world. Right. And that's a, oh, yeah. what I was, I wasn't rebutting what you were saying at all. I was just saying, uh, yeah, it's like that where it's, there's this weird balancing act of knowing yourself and knowing your intention. And as long as you know, your intentions are good and you, you don't mean to hurt anybody, then it doesn't fucking matter what anybody says when they come at you like the comments in YouTube, I'm sure we'll see some, well, uh, it doesn't really matter are what people are YouTube? saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll probably put it on YouTube. We, we didn't say guys, us even having this discussion in my opinion is the journey. If that makes sense. Right. By definition. Right. Right. Well, so, and it's, yeah. it's the idea that you're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. And if you aren't that you're shitting on yourself for not keeping up with them, that was, right. that was the way that I, I, I and I, I I almost, you know, jumped in and said what Joe said, because I do feel like that there is an element to that where, uh, you know, people are so worried about keeping up with their neighbor across the street. They got a brand new car and you've been driving the same car for 14 years and you're like, man, I'm a piece of shit. I should work harder. I should make more money because then I'd be able to afford this car. And you're not happy with yourself because of what you think other people are perceiving you as or what you're perceiving yourself as. But right. it's at the right, but it's at the same time of going, you know, you know what? The self-love 
without it being selfishness versus selflessness is the idea of saying, but that's okay. If if the car has lasted me this long, I've saved a lot of money as a result of not getting a new car. Um, And so there's a good part to that as well. I'm okay with doing with what I am and not trying to keep up with the Joneses across the street. So I agree with that balancing act. I, I do think that there are, you know, both extremes uh, from people all over the world that we've been able to see. Though. There, there is scientific uh, ev- more than just evidence to substantiate what you said that when someone even thinks that there's an energetic and, and um, fluctuation of particles that are emitted from the body in certain areas from the body, whether it's via what we would call the aura or otherwise that it literally ripples out the same way an EMP right. does, but again, a positive EMP, if you will, that then effectuates others in which can be account- accounted and calculated for and has been. And this is what we would call the organic side of things. And this is what we would call as well, potentially manifestation. People talk about, yeah, you know, what people would call yeah. woo woo and crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound conceited and I say this on your guys' show because I really appreciate you guys, um, not just understanding, but I feel intuitively you guys get what I'm saying. The stuff that they call that people that the naysayers and debunkers and whatever, this goes right back to knowing, knowing yourself or whatever. I truly don't mean to sound conceited, but whenever someone says to me, well, why, why is it like this? Or why is it like that? run an equation and then come talk to me or go to the lab and then we'll talk. And I don't mean that in a, in a conceited manner. I see that in the sense of like, with all due respect, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but you really don't. (laughs) So, (laughs) but they need their own journey too. They have to find out for themselves. They have to start somewhere. Uh, For the record, Dave, you're Canadian. Oh, sir. You've never appeared conceited. You're Canadian. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have, no, I appreciate it, but I just, you know, didn't want to sorry, sort of come out like I did the last couple months and then, you know, sort of tell people, you know, only come talk to me if you understand this equate or this type of, I'm not mm. trying to be mm. like that. But when people say, for example, I'm not saying for them also to be fair, to blindly just believe me, not at all. But when people say, for example, I know this can't be possible because this, this, and this. Okay. Well, if, for example, just Look, start with the literature, not even the new stuff, the stuff from the 1700s. Go from there. And then you can, well, you know, people will realize what what was once called uh, ritual summoning and seances. We now call quantum. I got to watch my words here, but yeah, it's it's. <laughs> yeah. We get it. Uh, insert scientific word here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's essentially what it is, and people don't even realize it. And then they'll turn on the you know the 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 TV to watch their favorite football game and or watch their team play. And if we follow this idea of of again rendering or you know quantum field theory, or even before quantum field theory was a thing, something called stochastic electrodynamics, it would even show there that what you're watching on that TV, you don't know if it's genuinely real or not unless you're actually there in person. Now, these are all conversations which speak to, in my opinion, the system trying to dumb us down. These are all conversations that people don't want to have when they come back from a long seven, eight, nine hour workday. And so that's where the system comes into play, where it's like, okay, I'm too tired to think about this. Let's talk about it maybe next weekend. You know what I mean? So that's that combination of of butchering while also keeping people a little bit too busy to to think about this stuff because god forbid people people's homes ran off of free energy infinitely or abundantly and people had time at home to think 
Be- and because if they had time at home to think, they'd be able to think about what they want to do with their lives. God forbid people actually do what they want to do with their lives and get creative because then they right. would find their actual purpose, in my opinion. So, and I would actually say, like, even if you're there in person to see your sporting game or whatever, at this point in 2022, I don't even know if I can believe what's right in front of my fucking eyes. Joe, anymore. with the same lo- to your point, brother, with, this, with, with that same logic, I could say right now that if it depends how far do we want to take it, because if we really want to take it to the yes. point, nothing's then nothing's real. Okay, screw it. I've, it. Dude, I've said that so many times. I said in this community, it's so easy to get caught up in the rabbit hole that it's like, okay, so when you start going down the rabbit hole, at some point, the idea of going down the rabbit hole is that at some point you return. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not about getting stuck in the rabbit hole. Unless you're you going to drive yourself and then you crazy. You dig another one, and then you just keep digging another one, then they overlap, and then next thing like you know... Guitar. Yeah, next thing you know, you <laughs> created your own name. This is, but this is why, guys, when I this is why I say, and I appreciate you guys hearing me out on this because this is why I say the more I experiment and see certain things happen, the more I realize I don't know anything. <laughs> like, no, and that is the true sign of intelligence. I respect people that can can admit that. Yeah. And in mainstream science, that's not what you get. You don't get uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson saying, I don't know. I feel like I don't know shit. He's no, like, no, I, I have all the earlier. answers to everything. We well, told uh, you have to be the most knowledgeable and never wrong and never make mistakes. I'm wrong we can't about be like, shit. I don't know anything. So. No, I, I want to be yeah. in some of my presentations to some of the departments of the DOD many months ago. I said to them in one case in person, I go, please tell me I'm wrong. And they looked at me like, what the hell? And I go, because... I, I go, guys, if I could be wrong for me, I said to them, the joy's in the journey. So if I'm wrong, please tell I mean, it just so happened in in a good chunk of things I wasn't incorrect in, but it was because I was being, at, looking back, it's because I was being, um, I was willing enough to, I was being open enough to say to myself, what's the worst that can happen? You get laughed at. Right. I get laughed at. I laugh at myself. Who cares? Right. Well, That's, and, exactly. and, in, and in the very least, you might get what? minusculely or very in a very small scale corrected on something that wasn't true okay well so now you just got another key to something that you were already working on that you were doing incorrectly that now you can fix it's it's this idea that if you leave yourself open for error and somebody else has that one piece of the puzzle and you have the rest of it and they say well actually that's incorrect this is how you do this it's like thank you now i got another piece to the puzzle and if you come at it from that direction, one, you're a lot more approachable because you're not coming off as somebody who has all the answers. And then two, you're genuinely open to the idea that your theory is also evolving as you gain those little bits of information that maybe somebody else knows that you don't. And the more you experience that, the more you realize you don't know shit. And you can apply this, by the way, to, thank you. And you can apply this not just in the, in the laboratory, but you can apply this to everything including our, yeah. ourselves i admit it too you know for example with all the stuff that i say and i say this on my show as well to be fair more so on my you know interviews and live streams but for all the all the work that i'm involved with during the day i don't want to go to sleep at night and this is a terrible thing for me to say but the fact that i'm willing to accept and just admit to it openly dissolves the ego in that regard absolutely the fact that i you know when i go to sleep at night I smoke a weed and every uh, smoke weed and every so often a cigarette because I just want to knock myself out. I don't want honestly, I don't want to dream because I, I see and do enough of the stuff during the day. Terrible right. thing for me to do, but I do it anyways. But the fact that I'm you know open enough to discuss it, 
nobody's perfect. So it's not that yeah. terrible though. That's a uh, smoking a weed, as you said, which I <laughs> love. <laughs> using um, the pot. A weed, yeah. Self-care. You got to do pot sometimes and just disconnect from the stupid shit going on. You know, you know what's closing out here, dude? I was smoking more, and I was, and then the dream started like coming, creeping up still, and I'm like, fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, I just kind of let it let it happen as it as it goes. But yeah, that, that's well, that's you, the point. If you if you don't smoke for a bit and then smoke a weed, then you get super high. You're like, oh my god, this is awesome. That's what so, I did this past week. Yep. That must be nice. 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 <laughs> no, before we let you go, though, dude, uh, I know you're a busy motherfucker, but uh, I wanted to get your... I, I kind of try to end all shows with the guest's opinion on where this particular topic is leading. So with all the work you've been doing with Salt and Clones and all this different shit, like, what do you see in the next, uh, let's say 2030, just for reference, because that seems to be a, a number the elite are concerned with. What What do you think till the next eight years or so? Decades? I say this both positively and unfortunately negatively, depending on the specificities of what we would discuss here, but the, the what even the reality as we know it now is not going to be that's my take i could uh, i guess it's, be wrong, it's, not but... even, it's not even the same as two years ago like 2019 to today is a different fucking world i actually think about that a lot when i, I you know memories come up on facebook or whatever and i'm like oh my god that was a different dimension than it is now it, it was totally fucking we were a different. lot more in the matrix then though we were very like go to our jobs and put up a christmas tree like we just I had a very if we, let's let's take it one step further there's going to be the introduction as we've had to house pets and things like this and then there may be the introduction of something else that's been here working at our stores and riding our buses and you name it yeah that's what i i, I mean i yeah, honestly i'm just going to give you my opinion they've been here so and it's it, who's they a lot of uh, us from the future the past the different groups that went underground lost tribes um things from other dimension it's yeah. just a matter of time at this point that's just me yeah, though I mean, to to totally plagiarize a recent movie it's everything everywhere all at once and i think we're coming to that slowly it's uh the not not really slowly at this point, but it's uh, what Ray Kurzweil was saying is the singularity. We're coming to this point where everything is just, and then it's different. I don't even like there, you said, there are people. There are not people, It is of my opinion. There there are people in this community that they're not who we think they are, and I don't mean that it's like oh, are they aspire some? No, no, not like that. So. We'll, Damn we'll it! See. If I end up being a a clone NPC. I'm going to be so <laughs> mad. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no. That makes sense, actually. Makes sense. Yeah. The fact that you even said that means that you're not one. I was going to say, okay. it's kind it's kind of like the first rule of soci sociopathy. If you think you might be a sociopath, then you aren't, because sociopaths don't wonder. They just love who they are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There may be sort of like, you guys remember the old Claritin Clear commercials from like years oh, yeah. ago where they strip the thing? <laughs> it'll probably be something like that, where it'll just be, I mean... It'll be like sort of having a dog or a cat, except that they won't be a pet. It'll just kind of be like, okay, it's a different being or living organism or whatever. Some humanoids, some maybe asymmetrical instead of symmetrical. But the point is, is they're All living gods. on the land. Or yeah. fey folk. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's just I a matter of... I have a little elf living in my house and some of my pets. Yeah, I have one that's 10, one that's 7, and one that's 4. 
Wow. Fuck off. Nice. <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, before we get you off, though, uh, where can folks find you and all of your amazing work? Sure. Thank you so much. Um, Generation Z, Z-E-D podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And uh, at, sorry, patreon.com slash Generation Z and at uh, twitter.com slash at podcast Z and basically Instagram as well. Um, Generation Z podcast, no space, no capitals. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it so much for having me on and and I'm super, super uh, excited to have uh, to come on and I'd love to have you guys on my show at Anytime you guys after the New Year's. Absolutely. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, dude, we lo- yeah, yes. please. You don't even have to like go into detail. Have you, do you study dark matter? I mean, we can, we can talk off the record if you like. It's not, it's, um, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it dark matter. It's far more simplistic in its understanding than people will think. I think it's just been labeled that for confusion and other things. But I was going to oh, yeah, say, haven't, name. haven't they been able to basically tack down that like, well, yes, but not in the stereotypical Hollywood way that people talk about dark matter. Okay, okay, well, we'll do it off the record, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, have a good night, you guys. He, he cannot speak to that. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta do the... the uh... No, Dave cannot speak to this. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, everybody have a good night. Dave, we'll talk to you off the record Dave, thank about you so this. much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Later.